Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. This is This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod. I'm Paul Stevenson. Today is May the 23rd and we'll start on this day in 2003 when Sir Paul McCartney sat down for tea with Vladimir Putin. Yes, the former Beatle met the Russian premier before heading to Red Square for his very first performance in the country. An audience of more than 20,000 people showed up to see the legend perform. On other Macca news, on this day in 1982, an 11-minute film that he and Ringo Starr put together was screened at the Cannes Film Festival in France. Also on that day in 1982, Grateful Dead, Jefferson Starship, Boz Skaggs and Country Joe and the Fish played a benefit concert for Vietnam veterans in San Francisco. On this day in 1999, Queen singer Freddie Mercury was honoured in the UK with a new set of Millennium Stamps. Freddie was of course a big stamp collector himself, with his collection bought by the post office in 1993. On this day in 1980, Genesis fans turning up to the Roxy Club in LA were surprised to find Phil Collins, Tony Banks and Mike Rutherford in the box office selling the tickets themselves. On this day in 1974, David Bowie released his eighth studio album, Diamond Dogs. The cover featured Bowie as half-man, half-dog in a painting by Belgian artist Guy Pilet, And the album contained the hit single Rebel Rebel, which went top five in the UK. On this day in 1968, the Rolling Stones released their single Jumpin' Jack Flash and it became the group's seventh number one here in the UK as well. And we have to say a happy 82nd birthday to the legend that is Bob Dylan. He was born Robert Zimmerman on this day in 1941. But for today's main show, we focus on another birthday, this time from a former guest of Vintage Rock Pod. Yes, born on this day in 1947 was Blue Oyster Cult drummer Albert Bouchard. He was the original drummer with the band and brother of the band's bass player Joe. In fact, I caught their intimate show last summer when Albert and Joe came to the UK. They played the Hard Rock Cafe in Glasgow. It was a nice little show with a mix of Oyster Cult songs and their own songs as well. Now, Albert featured on the band's classics like Don't Fear the Reaper and Astronomy and Godzilla and sang lead on Cities on Flame with rock and roll. Albert is 76 years young today. 
I spoke with Albert on episode 44 of Vintage Rock Pod, and I'm going to play a fun little clip from that interview now from his time before being in Blue Oyster Cult. I want to take you right back to, to the early days and a story that I heard once from when you were about 21, I think it was, when you, you were playing with a house band and in walked two legendary figures in the, in the form of Jimi Hendrix and Ringo Starr. Now, you said that you don't tend to regret many things, but you, you certainly regretted that night not asking Jimmy a question. Can you tell us about that story and what happened that night? Sure, sure. So we were the house band at this club called Steve Paul Scene. It was in Midtown Manhattan. And... You know, all the rock stars who would play shows would always go there. It was after hours club, so they would always go there. So on this particular night, Ringo, well, first Jimi Hendrix comes in. He goes to the far side of the room. And then Ringo comes in with, I think, just a couple people. And he sits at the other side of the club. So the house manager comes up to me and says, hey, why don't you go over and tell Ringo that it's, you know, Jimmy is going to jam later and uh, tell Ringo that it's okay for, for him to play your kit. And I said, oh, okay, it'd be awesome. And Ringo said, no, I, I think I'm going to be a spectator tonight. That's that's what I want to do. And I said, okay, okay. And, I, you know, and then I looked over and I was like, oh, should I ask him? Oh, that's going to seem so forward and you know uh, maybe the next time you know it was the first time that i really gotten you know to hang out with jimmy you know at all and uh and i was too shy to talk to him to be to be perfectly honest now the next time we all talked to him and and eric bloom who had the van got to go out in the van and smoke pot with him <laughs> <laughs> So Eric got, Eric got closer to Jimmy than I did. Yeah. So, uh, but it, I always thought that you know he would be around. I mean, that was that was the whole thing. I, you know, I thought, well, I'll, you know, once he knows me better, uh, you know, he'll know. You know, I'm not just some jerk coming and say, hey, I want to play drums with you. You know. So, but it never happened. So. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. And I'll be back tomorrow with more on this day rock goodness. So until then, take care. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. 
Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.